What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides Marriage Podcast, where Ash and I sit here, read about your relationship issues, and judge you. And judge you. Bring on the first email. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, this is the first email, Ash. Well, first off, how are you doing? I'm doing great. A little stressed because two mice just jumped into our window. This well. seems to be a, a, a podcastly occurrence now. I don't know why they Every come. time we podcast. I don't know why they love this window well so much, but now I have to save them. And the mouse before them dug a hole so that when I come down to save him, he runs into it and hides. They're ganging up against you. And that mouse died because he would never let me save him after multiple attempts and became dehydrated and left this life. So Ashley is left with the choice. Is she going to give them water and food down there or keep trying until they rescue? these will not die on me. I will (laughs) construct some sort of webbing to help them out. You know those things that cats scratch their claws on? Yeah, like that. It's like cardboard turned sideways, stacked together. We could just make a long one of those. Exactly. And Something. then make a little little ladder for them to get out. I just don't, I don't like going down there. But then we have voles there running around our house. There are spiders down there now. It's not a fun situation. It isn't. All right. We have our first email from, let's see here. Can we use their name? Casey. This is from Casey. Hey, Ashley and Dallin. The subject is a bit, oh, the subject is husband doesn't think I'm beautiful. What? Uh-oh. All right. This is from Casey. The subject, uh, hey Ashley, now on the subject is a bit clickbaity. I was laughing out loud when y'all discussed the similarities between clickbaits and worms a few weeks ago. <laughs> My husband and I are both 29 and have been married almost three years. We met online and quickly connected and committed even before he saw a picture of me. This is sounding like a Netflix show. Wow. Uh, When I added him on Skype, he saw the profile pic of my face for the first time. I asked him what he thought of my face and he responded that I wasn't his usual type. Okay, interesting. Even though he said that almost five years ago. That's like the Swan Princess where she's like, if you've seen it, there's this moment where they are presented to each other to become engaged. And he's like, the the prince comes up to her and he's like, you're so beautiful. I want to marry you. You're so, so beautiful. And she looks at him and she goes, but what else? And he goes, what else is there? Oh. And they don't get engaged at the beginning. It takes till the end of the movie. Does he see more in her than her looks? At the end, yeah. Good boy. This kind of sounds like one of those moments where <laughs> just don't say that. Don't say you're not usually my type. It's one of those phrases that will haunt you for years. Oh, uh, yeah. I asked him what he thought of my face and he responded that I wasn't usual type. Even though he said that almost five years ago before we even video chatted or met in person, the words still sting me to this day. There it is. See, I said it. As they a haunt teenager, you. yep. As a teenager, I always thought that somebody would like me in spite of my appearance. 
not because of my appearance. So he had a tender triggered spot when he said that. He has since said that right after we video chatted for the first time, I became his type and that he really likes my face, expressions, and personality. I grew up listening to country music songs gush about how beautiful their women are and frequently hear other men call their wives the most beautiful woman in the world. My husband has said that he can't say that to me because he doesn't think it's true. Oh, gosh. That's... Huh. He's trying to be honest and not lie to me just to make me feel better. He... uh, Goodness. He does often say that I'm pretty sure... Or that I'm pretty or he likes my eyes smile. Our intimacy is if is fine, etc. He tries to be complimentary, but not in the more hyperbolic terms like beautiful, gorgeous, and will definitely never say most beautiful. My love language is words, so the compliments are important to me. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's hurtful. In general, we have good emotional intelligence and communication and have lots of conversations about this topic. He usually gets frustrated because he says he's attracted to me and doesn't know why I'm bothered by those early words or his lack of big compliments. I think deep down, I just don't believe him and I feel like he settled for my looks. Obviously, I don't think I'm the most beautiful woman in the world, but I want him to feel like I am to him. I feel too old to be feeling this insecure. What do y'all think about the situation? Have either of y'all had similar insecurities? If so, how do you deal with them? Thanks. So I feel like we have walked like a similar path, me and Casey. Like I never felt like the most beautiful person in the world. And I would look at models and superstars and like, I just don't look like them, you know, like I'm not that. Um, I think the problem is not your husband. And I think the problem, I think the problem is kind of like what the world has done to you and what the world has made you think like where your value lies and like and maybe done to what the husband. most important thing that you have to offer is and kind of like how society judges you like it's so unfortunate and it like caused me to like be on a diet when I was 11 and it caused me to like hate my body after I had kids and felt like I no longer fit sort of fit into the beautiful mold I reposted this um I guess it's kind of like what do you call these squares with words in them like a, it's like a post. I reposted someone else's post yeah. and it says, girls learn the most important thing about themselves is how they look. Boys learn the most important thing about girls is how they look. Girls look at themselves. Boys look at girls. Girls are held responsible for boys looking. Girls change how they look. Boys keep looking. The problem isn't how girls look. The problem is how everyone looks at girls. And I think it's, I think it's systemic and I think it's something that our generation is really mindful of and is really trying to change and place like value where value should be placed and it should be placed on you know like your good works and and how you and your husband get along and and how like much fun you have and and like the beautiful like intimate moments that you share and like the family that you build and the goals you accomplish your looks are are beautiful and and you're beautiful and there is worth in beauty but it's not where the worth begins and ends and I think it's cool and admirable. I don't, I don't think your husband used the best words. Like I really don't. I think he could have been way more, way better and use like way more, just better. But I do think it's admirable that he doesn't care. Like how wonderful would that be if, if people just stopped caring and would not like deem you dateable or not dateable versus based on your looks alone or, 
Like if you didn't grow up wondering about this all your life, like I did, like, am I beautiful enough for someone to want to be with me? And, and beauty equals what my face looks like, not like the contributions I make to this world, the, the, how kind I am, how brave I am, how my intelligence, like my ideas, my thoughts, like all of that. I, I wish beauty did not just equal what your face looks like. Obviously, you never want to hear your partner say that there are other people that are better looking than you. Like that doesn't seem like a fairy tale relationship. I think it's really cool that he said he, that you became his type and that maybe that means he matured a little bit and he still thinks you're beautiful, but that there's so much more to you than just simply looks alone. Taking sides here, I want to give your husband the benefit of the doubt and say that it's really beautiful that he learned to see people, including you, for more than just looks alone. He, he obviously still thinks you're beautiful, and maybe it was just a word flub, and he obviously didn't use the best choice of words when he said that to you, and he should know that that was hurtful to you, and this can spark a really good conversation that will help you two grow in your emotional intimacy with each other. I mean, like, I'm coming out of this, but, like, most of my self-confidence stock was put in whether or not people thought I was cute. So if like you're the person you love more than anyone in the world says to you like, oh, I think you're pretty, but you're not the prettiest. You kind of wonder, oh, are, are you disappointed that you ended up with me? Like, would you be happier with someone else? I think I, I mean, maybe your husband is coming from the standpoint of prettiest is a non-issue. Like there's so much more to you than just your looks, which are beautiful, by the way. Like maybe that's what he's saying. I know my mind jumps would jump to like, well, who do you? who do you like better than me? You know, like yeah. if someone who was more beautiful than me, like with a fun personality walked in the door, would you like feel like you missed out on a better opportunity? Yeah, that's sad. So like, I just think the healthy mindset, healthy place to be is that literally everybody's going to get old and wrinkly and mm. lose their quote unquote good looks. Like their quote unquote hotness. Don't get me wrong. I think being sexually attracted to somebody, having the hots for somebody is really important in a relationship, but it's not the only thing. I think long lasting hotness are things that are way more uh, deeper than, than your quote unquote looks, you know? Um, if he could redefine what beauty means to him, like, I don't know what he's defining it as where he's like, you're not the most beautiful, but maybe it, I don't even know, like, is he the most attracted to you? Like, if that's what he is, like, I don't think there's any issue. I don't know why he has to be like the honesty police here and be like, well, I just don't even, I don't get it. I don't, I would never just, say that to you. I'd never be like, I, you're pretty good looking, but there's a lot of other guys that are better looking. Than you're you. really hot, but I don't want to say you're the hottest person I've ever seen. I, I think every husband sh should say without like unabashedly and truthfully be able to say their wife is the hottest girl in the world because to, to them, she is. There's so much more to like, like when I say you're like so hot or so cute or so handsome, like it's, I'm not just looking at your body. I'm looking, I'm like seeing you. Mm -hmm. It's like that, um, it's not that like song, every like, single what's, who sings woman that song? is being compared to Margot Robbie, you know? My, I always loved that song. Like who, who the hell is Margot Robbie, Dallin? <laughs> you don't know who Margot Robbie is? You obviously do. What? Do you think she's hotter than me? No. It's like that song, um, who sings that song? When I look into your eyes. It's like, is it Jason Mraz? Like watching the night, night sky. sky. Yeah. I have always I won't give up. loved that song because I feel like he's singing about not just seeing a girl or a boy. Like he's, see, he's talking it's about- It's very validating. He's talking about like seeing- all of them and not just their body like mm -hmm. and whoever he's singing about is 
like the most beautiful person and the most wonderful person because because he like is in love with more than just how they look he's in love with everything about them like he knows their soul and i think that's what a marriage should be like that's what beauty should be it should be all encompassing and i think when i hope like i hope when dallin talks about me he can talk about me as being the most beautiful person he knows because he like knows my soul and he knows like he loves how i look on the outside but he also just like cherishes and is so like uplifted and loving towards the the person i am on the inside that only he really knows Mm -hmm. and i think that's like the most beautiful thing like having someone who you know that in a way that no one else knows yeah i think that's the most beautiful like you're the most beautiful man in the world and most wonderful man because i know you like in ways that no one else knows you kind of and and i know you know me in ways that no one else knows me and it's way more than surface level it's way deeper than that right this like beautiful connection that only we have with each other Uh uh-huh so i mean like i totally feel for you that's like that is a like a stone being hopefully dropped your on husband you knows hearing those words yeah hopefully he knows how like that you're hurt and still harboring this and it's like a tender spot for you and you just want to you want to like put it to rest and understand where he's at now and hopefully he's saying this like it doesn't matter to me what the yeah like that you're the most quote-unquote most beautiful woman in the world whatever that like whatever that means is so subjective anyways like it's just a non-issue like there's so much more to you than just how your face looks you know i just feel like well you don't i don't feel like we need like you're the most handsome man in the world to me like because because i like i like see things in like there's so many endearing things that i see like i love how you smile like it's more than just like surface level you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know i also think you're the hot like you're the hottest guy i've ever like dated or been with and i think you're definitely hotter the hotter person in this relationship but like nice i think you're very hot too by you. the way and i don't think that like i'm, I'm wildly physically attracted to you but like there we go i don't know like there's more to it than that thanks i'm i don't know like i don't watch this is, might be stupid but i don't even like watching like Zac Efron. What is that movie Zac Efron was in? That Who is loved? Zac Efron? <laughs> he was my one true love. <laughs> my first iPhone was named Zac Efron the iPhone. I think it's still named Zac is Efron Is it still named that? I don't know how to yeah, change it. I have it. Ashley's old iPhone right here. She named it after her lover. No, that's the older ones were also named that, but it just switches every time you do like the iCloud backup. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't watch those movies because I, I don't want to like... I don't know. Like there's some things you can't control. And like, I think I changed it for you to Ashley's iPhone. Thank you. I just don't want to feel things about other people that I reserve only for you. So like. Ashley still hasn't watched the greatest showman and she That's really wants the one. to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe it was a movie perfectly crafted for like, it's a musical. It's a romance. It's about a circus and Zac animals. Efron and is Zac... the lead. I don't know if he's yeah, the lead. That's perfectly crafted for you. I don't know. I haven't seen it either, but he's on the cover. So figured as much. I don't know. Anyways, hopefully this can just spark a great conversation between you and talking about what beauty, how you'd both define beauty. I will. And, um, and just hopefully see each other for the lovers that you really are for each other and how like you can both be the most beautiful person in each other's might, life because of your emotional intimacy yeah. 
combined with your looks, combined with like your support for each other and your commitment and your trust, all those combine into like being the definition of beautiful for me, at least. He's coming off as a super analytical person to me. Me too, yeah. I think like if he knows you, he knows that this is like a a part of yourself that you're very self-conscious about. And I think like one of his goals in life should be to like convince, like to build that up in you and to help you know how beautiful you are and to like, I don't know, like just help you believe in your beauty. Also, I just, I would give him grace and know that just like he's obviously trying, trust that he's working on his words. He might not be the best with his words or something, or he's just, it's just a a non-issue for him. He loves you for you, not because of, you know, your looks alone yeah so that is actually a good thing you know like how because like i said literally everybody's gonna get old and wrinkly and if that was the only reason you married somebody for you just everybody would get divorced as soon as they got old yeah i don't think it would be hurtful to say to him like i have always been fairly self-conscious and i just feel really tender and fragile in that area and it would do so much for me if you could just be very careful with what you say, kind of. Yeah. That's how I am. Like should, I can spiral. I would spiral fast. He should like, yeah, he should know that. And, and you and like a committed loving person can, can like make the effort to be a little more careful with their words that are like sensitive to you. Right. That's a very reasonable loving request to make. Loving requests are okay. Dr. Gary Chapman talks about that in five love languages. You can make loving requests but demands are not loving. They're just trying to control somebody. But you can make loving requests. Yeah, it's just difficult. Like, Dallin and I, like, our issue in the past, it wasn't an issue, but, like, the thing that's kind of haunted me forever is, like, Dallin and I met and kind of, I don't know if we dated, but we just made out a lot. And I was madly in love. And then Dallin kind of chose another girl over me. And if I let myself like in the back of my mind, I always wonder like, what was it? Like, what did I not have that this other girl had? Or like, why, how did she, like, how did she like have more points than me or like whatever that made Dallin choose her over me? And it just kind of haunts you and eats away at you and can make you very like self deprecating. So -hmm. like, I totally understand where this is coming from and it will probably haunt you forever, but it doesn't have to. And you can like redirect your mind and say, Say things like, he's not good with his words. I He loves me. I don't know, like something, say something that helps your mind like find reason for this thing that he has done that has a really like kind of stabbed you in your self-confidence heart. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know. That's rough. I mean, unless he is really just surface level, then that's really well, rude. And but I really don't think he is. Yeah. I really think there's more to him than that. So... It just sparks a good conversation for you guys to have and grow in your emotional intimacy with each other. Yeah. Cool. Next question. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. Kiyash, this one is called Unannounced Guests at the Home. (laughs) That's fun. Here's a fun topic. Hello, Dashleys. My name is M. Okay. She's going by M. LOL. First, I love your podcasts, vlogs, and the way you all live life. I feel like we have the same approach to things, and I love hearing your opinion on different situations. Cool. Thanks, M. Second, I need some advice on how to handle a recurring situation that my husband and I deal with often. Our families, his and mine, don't seem to grasp the idea that this is our home and our lives, 
and tend to drop by unannounced often or still treat this house as their home. Oh, did they used to live there? wonder if they used to live there. Backstory. That- we live in a home that was built by my great-grandparents, which was later my grandparents' house. Then my parents bought it from them. And then, you guessed it, we bought it from my parents. We, we bought it when my parents built a house. So my husband and I are the fourth generation to live here. And now our kid is the fifth. I can see how they would feel comfortable coming over if they've all used to live there. It's oh, just built into their brains. Here's the problem. My mother and well, no, that's a weird excuse. Like they sold it. It's not their home. Right. You would hope that somebody could make the logical, you know, steps to like I'll tell not you. see this as their house anymore. Yeah. But I can see how they would feel a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. it. Here's the problem. My mother-in-law seems to think it is totally fine to drop by whenever she feels like without calling, which we have specifically asked her to call before coming over. This is inconvenient for so many reasons, but mainly because we have two dogs and a kid, almost two, that naps every day. So when someone arrives, the dogs go nuts and the kid wakes up. Oh, how oh that would that would drive me so crazy, man. Uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from for sure. That would, that would bug me to no end. She knows how we get aggravated when she does this, but she keeps at it. I think she'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. Honestly, how would you suggest we handle this when she is confronted with something? She instantly gets upset and apologetic, but does not change her ways. Now my side of the family, since basically all of my family has lived in this house at least once, they all feel we have things to fix, paint or improve, but specifically my grandpa will stop by a lot. Oh boy. But he does call first. Can you read, finish reading this? Nine times out of 10, he's doing something to help us by checking the pool, dropping off a table for the patio, taking metal trash to the dump, bringing me the power washer and more. My question is, do you feel like there's a complete difference in the way my in-laws treat our privacy versus the way my grandpa treats our privacy? Well, yeah, your grandpa calls first. Yeah, your grandpa's being super helpful. And he's being way helpful. That's awesome of him. Your 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 mother-in-law's not taking the metal scraps away to the dump. Gosh, your mother-in-law. Oh, man, that would bug me so much. I would just keep asking her to please text. Like, do not, like, the baby's waking up. Show, like, man, I don't know what it takes, but I would just repeatedly ask her, like, because that would drive me so, like, when the kids go down, that is sacred time. That's when we get stuff done. That's when we clean up. That's when we do work. That's when we have some alone time. That's when Ashley goes on a walk. That's where I lay down for a little bit. It's like everything is hinging on nap time. And if that's disrupted, it's it's, it's not like good. Life is terrible. So I can gosh, tell you like I just your so, your mom needs to know more con your no, mother in law still needs to know more context if she's still doing that because you could have a really angry sign yet. on your porch. Like, do not knock oh, on this door. Uh, do one. not ring this doorbell. Baby is napping. Do not ring this doorbell. Like, put it over the doorbell. Don't even, like, even if someone comes on our porch, our dogs go nuts. Like, yeah. we have failed at training them. And therefore, people need to accommodate us. Have over. a note that you put on the door. Do not ring. Do not knock. Don't even put please. Just be very straightforward. I would put it in do the not lawn knock. before Baby my is door. Sl- please text me at this number and I will open the door. I feel like or, mothers are usually very like, oh, I get it. Like... Yeah. Like if I told even your mom, like if you come over, like just text me and I will open the back door for you and let you in so the dogs don't freak out or I'll put the dogs out and then you come in, you know, like I don't think that's a lot to ask. It's not. Maybe not you need all. to swear Especially a couple any, times. <laughs> just say the F word a few times. That just. always gets the job done for me. <laughs> I just don't understand why a fellow mother <laughs> has having issues with this. Dallin and I have a 
I mean, like, do you lock your doors? I mean, that would make the dogs bark, but right. I would say a note, a note, a big, bold note, no beating around the bush. Baby is napping. Do not knock or you ring can the get doorbell. Caution tape. Please text me. Like, and you would have that and you just stick it on the, on the doorbell before the nap time. Like that's, it's inconvenient, but I know a lot of people that do that. When I sold, when I was a missionary and sold pest control, I would see that a lot on people's doorbells. Time. And I respected it hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you could have a little family council <laughs> to make sure your husband's there because it's his mom and just be like, this is real. This uh, she is- obviously just, it's either she doesn't care about you at all or she just doesn't have enough context yet or information or forgets I mean, or something. If it's impossible so like, to keep her out, I would even just, if, if, if all you can get is before you walk into my house, please text me or before you knock on the door, just text me so I can let the dogs out because baby is sleeping that is not too much to ask at all please do not like feel that's ashamed or ba- out of bash- this. like bashful about asking that that is not too much to ask anybody especially their grandma yeah okay all right let's move maybe on maybe she wants the baby to wake up so she can play with it and that is just not nice if that is true all right engagements and money ash Hey, Dallin and Ashley. Love your vlogs and podcasts. I feel like watching and listening to y'all has already helped me on my relationship in so many ways. Good, Sarah. My boyfriend and I have been dating for two years now and are both very much committed to and have spoken about marriage. In the first few months we uh, to the year we were dating, we went through a lot of difficult situations, including death of a parent, unemployment, and cancer in the family. We realized in these moments that we were both in it for the long haul and really grew as a couple through these difficult times. Since then, we have become very close with each other's family, moved in together, and co-parent a very cute dog. I know that we will get married, and he's the man I'm supposed to be with, but actually getting engaged has been a touchy subject for us. While we both know we want to get married, the actual engagement conversations have been hard to navigate, specifically when it comes to money. I currently make more money than my boyfriend, and it is difficult for him to make substantial contributions to his savings on the salary he has now. For that reason, he doesn't have enough money to buy me a ring, or more specifically, the ring he thinks I deserve. I am fortunate that I've been able to save more money with the hopes of putting it towards a wedding and a house someday. I have offered to give him some money to commit to buying me a ring. That way he can still pick it out and it be a special experience for him, but he gets very defensive about it whenever it comes up. I know it is very much a pride thing for him, but I can't effectively communicate that I would rather be engaged married to him than have him wait to save until he feels comfortable buying me a ring. I know we shouldn't be combining money till we get married, but I feel like if we are going to get married, my money is technically his money anyway. Yes. How do I navigate this conversation moving forward? Or am I being too pushy trying to force the money on him and rush the engagement? Here's the thing, like, Dallin and I went that through That was a very well-worded email, Sarah. When Dallin married me, I had all the money. You did. I mean, I was a teacher, so I wasn't You were already graduated, it. teaching kindergarten. But like... I was just a sophomore in college. Um, I definitely made more money than Dallin. I didn't, I knew we were poor and like Dallin was more poor than me, but I was probably more like budget conscious than Dallin. So we were kind of equal in like the amount of money we wanted to (laughs) slash could spend. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The mice are jumping. Um, so we didn't, we, my mom had a ring that doesn't fit her anymore. So I just used that ring. We always just said like, Hey, we're just starting out like it's fine that we're poor one day we're gonna buy like the most beautiful amazing dream rings and it's gonna be the best day and 
and we'll, it'll be so cool, you know, like, and it won't ruin our lives and it won't put us in debt and it won't be this great stress. But like right now we just love each other and we want to get married and like, we'll just use whatever we can use and it's totally fine. But we always knew like one day, like we would, you know, do, do the really cute, like I make a ring for Dallin and Dallin makes a ring for me and, and it has meaning and it's nice and costs more money than nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, I guess we just didn't put much stock into the rings. I used my dad's ring. I mean, but it worked used, for us. And we loved them. And it was meaningful because we both had our parents. But rings. we have like we have different rings now and we love them. And they're kind of special to us. And and they're like our ring. And I, I like like them more than the ring. I like it was just like my ring now. And it was my style. Yeah, I would just reassure him that your love is not fragile. It is not dependent on the size of the ring the ring means nothing compared to your love for each and other. You like, just want to hey, marry him and just day, put him at ease because he's obviously feeling a lot of pressure and maybe he's heard things from movies or from his brothers or yada, whatever yada, yada. from like, or friends who bought a big rock for their girl because they wanted every other guy in the room to know she was taken or whatever. Like some people put a lot of stock into rings for what we just didn't. Some people do and that's fine, but uh, just, just kind of help him know that you love him and you think he's the manliest man ever and that you have no fear that you can b both buy the biggest friggin' diamond ring for each other someday. And you don't care about that right now. You just want to get married because you love him and want to be with him forever. And it, like communicate that to him, put him at ease and just reassure him of your love and attraction to him and faith and trust in him as the man in your life and put him at ease with the ring, with regards to the ring. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, and unless it's really, really important to him, I think that should help him not care about it quite so much. But that's just what would help me. Maybe he's different. I don't know. That's that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, it's very dependent on kind of like him and you and like what matters to you and what doesn't matter to you. But I don't know, like if it was Dow, I'd be like, do you want to marry me? And he'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, do you want me to be happy? And he'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, I am not happy. It makes me so unhappy waiting to get married to you because of a stupid ring. Like, can we, can we just get married and then promise we'll get each other rings in what, however years for our fifth anniversary or for even our first year anniversary. It'll be a fun thing to look forward to. And for now, like more than anything, I just want to be married to you. Yeah, and it's I, just your guys' story and rings do not, I just, just, there's a lot of marketing wrapped up into the concept of a ring and like people didn't even used to have rings for marriage. It just became a thing. A ring is a symbol of your commitment and it doesn't need it to went be from the one most ring, expensive yeah. symbol to be a symbol of commitment. Yeah, so. it, it went from one ring to two rings. People are just, it's just marketing. People trying to make more money on jewelry. When in reality, rings are not even important. Um, Pioneers, like I love pioneers. You guys know I love pioneers. They used to get nails and they would shape them into a circle and they would call it a prairie diamond because the head of the nail kind of was the shape of a diamond. But it, I mean, like it was just a symbol of their commitment. So whatever, whatever works for you, but you don't need to have an expensive symbol for it to be a symbol of something beautiful and forever and like amazing. Yep. Cool. Well, best of best wishes for you two. Love the picture you sent. You look super in love and happy. And your little dog, cuties. Okay. Thanks for writing in. Um, we love you guys, and we will see you next week. We post them one week weekly on Mondays. If you haven't noticed, yep. Big so Little you can Life look and Taking Sides every Monday on Big Little Life, and this one Taking Sides. 
So go leave us a review if you haven't yet. That helps us so much. If you're wondering how you can support the podcast, that's the easiest free way. Wherever you're listening, just follow or subscribe and leave a review if you can. I don't know. I think you can only leave reviews on like iTunes. Spotify doesn't have that built in yet. But you can follow us on Spotify. Make it your favorite. On iTunes, you can subscribe, leave a review, and that would mean so much. Okay, see you guys.